good people. What's the word? It's your boy Sherm back here once again, bringing you another fantastic episode from What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, joined by my usual co-host and partner in crime, Obed. Good to see you as always, my friend. What's going on, Sherm? How you doing, man? I'm sure. lucky to see you another day. Everything after that is a blessing. Glad to be out here one more time. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a new uh, guest joining us this week, hailing from the mean streets of New York, but joining us from sunny Florida. Uh, my, boy, my boy DB, Dave, what's going on with you, man? Good to see you, homie. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Uh, I expect my check in the mail by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little delayed. The government is shut down, or they, they were shut down for a little bit, so it's going to be a little delayed. I'm not going to lie to you. 60-day uh, pay cycle, bro. <laughs> government is not shut down, man. Don't <laughs> I got you, man. Well, let's get let's get right into it this week, guys. So, first topic I want to talk about, which topic we haven't really mentioned it really thus far on what's the word entertainment is Major League Baseball. Players have started to report this past week, and two of the biggest stars in the game, including Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, have are still unsigned to teams. I just can't believe that two of the biggest stars are not even on a team. Bryce Harper coming off 70 years with the Nationals, batting a career 279, 184 home runs. Machado led the Dodgers to the world to a World Series appearance last year. I mean, how can it be possible? I'll start with you, Dave, since you're the guest this week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> how? I mean, you do you? I know, I know these guys are expecting to get 300, 400 million dollars. Do you do you see it? Well, some team paying them that kind of money? Uh, in the past, that might have been the case, but I think. Uh... With the way baseball works, the way the contracts are collectively bargained, you know, I think teams have seen other organizations in the past give 10-year contracts. You know, you give somebody 26 a contract, you don't know what they're going to be when they're 36. So you have to factor that into the equation. And it also depends on the position. You know, obviously you're a little bit more at risk if you give a pitcher that kind of money with the risk of Tommy John surgery and stuff like that. But, you know, you also have to look at who is – uh, the two players we're talking about, Manny Machado, who's a little bit of a, you know, a unique creature, as well as Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. you know, so that can factor into an ownership's decision whether to give that kind of a pull. I mean, last time I saw Bryce Harper, he was getting a two-piece in a in a, in, a, in a dugout. He's a dynamic player. Yeah, but you also got to understand who his agent is, is Scott Boris, if I'm not mistaken. And he's not an easy guy to negotiate. So you have a lot, number of different things in play. I'm not a baseball guy, but I do remember him catching a quick two-piece to the face by one of his teammates. So yeah. that says a lot about him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Jason Worth or somebody like that. I think they, they went at it and dug out. They might have gave him Tyson blows. <laughs> oh, Bed, do you think any player is worth this kind of money? I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I I have watched players like Alex Rodriguez get, you know, huge $252 million contract from the Rangers. I've watched, you know, uh, uh, Neymar get, you know, back the Brinks truck up, basically giving him a house a week uh, contract. And, and you know, to think of Bryce Harper and Miami Machado, we had, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, 13 years, 325. A-Rod, 10 for 275. Twice in his career, he got a 10-year contract for over 200 million. Miguel Cabrera, eight years, 248 million. Puyos, 10 years, 240 million. Then you think of Prince Fielder getting a whole bunch of money, and he didn't even finish out the rest of his contract because of injury. Um, is any player worth that much money? Let, let's look at Tom Brady. 
I don't know about the uh, the New England Patriots and their value prior to him showing up and the success that they had on the way to where he's been currently. But I know he's added at least a half a billion dollars of value to that organization, and he has never been compensated that much money. He's probably made, I think the number is like $210 million over the course of his 19-year career, but you've added half a billion dollars worth of value to the company you work for, right? So, and he took a discount. And has always taken a discount, and we've looked in the cupboard. The cupboards are bare with a first-round draft pick of caliber that deserves to play with Tom Brady, right? They luck out and get guys in the second and third round who turned out to be Julian Edelman and and uh, Rob Gronkowski. Are players worth that much money from an output standpoint? Yes, because you get paid after the fact. you got to come and stand and size for years before you can come to the plate and say, I'm worth $250 million. Uh, do they deserve that money? Probably so, but teams have been so stingy and would rather absorb that money into the pockets of the few owners that it never gets down to them. Are they worth that money? Yes. Will we ever see like like international soccer contracts for baseball players? It's coming, but it'd be a long time. And will they? Will these guys be able to play out that contract? We'll see. Bryce is going to get paid. Machado's going to get paid. By who? I don't know. For yeah, how long? I think Bryce will get end up getting paid more than Machado. I mean, I know that they're same age. I believe they, what they're 26, 27 years old. Yeah. By- Bryce can just do more on the field, um, you know, especially on the defensive side. So I think Bryce will end up getting paid more. I, I I just don't, when is it going to be? I mean, who really knows at this point? Season's, you know, what, two months away? Yeah. So well, you also have to factor in when we're talking about these mega deals, it handicaps a lot of different teams because they don't have the money like the Yankees or, or, or the, uh, the Dodgers or whatever. So these guys are limited in where they can go. You know, they're not going to go to Kansas City and get paid like that. You know, so you're, you're very limited in regards to getting that kind of a salary. So. Yeah, and I'm sure each of them want to be in a big market like in LA. <laughs> You know, or something like that. No, you don't think so, Dave? No, because not, not everybody's a big market guy. And you also got to factor in, if you're looking at a state like New York and California, when these agents sit down with their players, they talk to them about the T word, taxes. And in today's society, you don't have to be in a major, major market to be able to have a major impact um, on things off the field. So you don't necessarily need to be in New York to pop your collar and make extra dollars. You yeah. know, and not everybody wants to be in a big market and a big city and deal with the bullshit. So put part of my language. Yeah, got you. It's all good. <laughs> but everybody's trying to be a, a uh, brand, right? Like there are people who are trying to extend their brand, like uh, LeBron James going to the Lakers. That was not for him to turn that into a powerhouse team. That was part of part of that was his brand. Now, if they can build a team around him while not shipping out all of their players and alienating them the same time that they have to play games together, whatever, what have you. Uh but, you know, that's that's how many people want to go to a major market. How many people want to be that name face on a box of cereals or on a billboard somewhere hyping some watches or whatnot? Well, LeBron's, a, you know, LeBron is, you know, in that category like a Jordan, you know, they're, they're bigger than just basketball. So anywhere where LeBron goes, the team's going to be competitive. Yeah. You know? So it, it's just. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you guys both on that one. It's just a matter of the mark, you know, what happens. So we'll see what happens with these two guys, hopefully in the next coming weeks or so. Hopefully, one, hopefully they'll both get signed pretty soon. Moving along, let's get right into the NFL now. Um, earlier this week, I don't know if you guys saw that, that Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled their grievances at the NFL as part of a collusion standpoint where they weren't being signed. Um, now, I 100% believe it was all it was definitely a collusion as part of the NFL owners that they didn't want to sign Kaepernick because of his stance or lack thereof, so to speak, you know, with the national anthem and everything. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick deserves an NFL job hands down. 
I mean, there's what, 32 teams in the NFL? You're telling me there's 32 quarterbacks starting in the NFL right now better than Colin Kaepernick? Not at all. You know, I mean, he should have a job. I mean, Obed, do you think that he'll ever play another game in the NFL? Nah, I think it's done. I think they've made their decision that they're moving on from Colin Kaepernick. They they know that as soon as you put him on the team, he's going to start kneeling for the national anthem. He's going to start using his platform to sell or uh, his idea because everybody uses their platform to sell something. Whether you're selling hope and positivity or you're selling destruction, you sell on something. Uh, and they and they will have none of that. These these old slave owners will have none of that kind of activity. Well, hello there. <laughs> I said you got a bunch of nice boys out here. <laughs> like that. Nah, the Jerry Richardsons out there and the Don Sterlings and all these guys that that even even the Rooney's Rooney must be out of his mind. Right, running what I think is the the first new world plantation in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You get uh, get out of nah, here. The Rooney, Rooney was my man. That that not Rooney. The uh, the guy from the uh, Sterling. That was my man. Oh, that was Sterling. That was a, that was a private conversation, man. You should you know we're going into a dark dark place in our society, but man can't have a private conversation to lose his empire like that. Exactly you know, I, with, I with his tranny girlfriend. Bitch over yeah. the top. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I, I definitely, I definitely got you. But I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine, though, it's such a great player like that not having a shot. I think he was getting courted by the AA, excuse me, the AAF, the new Alliance of American Football, that new league that started there. He demanded some crazy, crazy salary because he knew his value. He was demanding a salary like equivalent to an NFL salary, but they're not paying those guys like that. No, and, no, no. And, and yeah, I mean, Dave, could you see Kaepernick back in the NFL at any point? Um, no, um, it, 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 the NFL is a bottom line business, whether it's from a productivity standpoint or a headache standpoint, and they deemed him bad for business, whether you agree with it or not. I personally think that, um, if he was a fifth round draft pick and a third string quarterback, he wouldn't be taking the knee. Realize when he took the knee, he was already paid and taken care of. So he could have afforded to do that. He he could have walked away from football. I think he had like a thirty something million dollar contract. Yeah. He could take a knee. You know, me and you can't go to work and take a knee. We'll be you know on back page. Right. You know, so so understand. You know, understand. Yeah, I mean, he's well within his right to do whatever he wants. But you know, the NFL owners are well within their right to say, hey, you know what? Does he deserve to play? And I think he's earned the right to play. Nobody deserves anything. You earn it, you know. So it, it's one of those things. Uh, his productivity dipped a little bit. But, yeah, he should still be a backup somewhere in the league. But he he yeah. he, he, he made his decision. He laid in bed with it. It is what it is. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I definitely feel you. I mean, yeah, he made his decision. That was up to him. I mean, kudos to him for believing in what he wants to believe in, of course. You know, I'm not going to knock anybody for that. But, yeah. He, uh, you know, like I said, it definitely is. It is what it is. Moving right along, one of the bigger news uh, this week in the NFL, a, your boy A.B. Antonio Brown formally demanded a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just can't believe that the most the, this this guy was probably the arguably top two receivers in the NFL is really going to move on from such a great industry like the like the Pittsburgh Steelers. He sent a tweet out, I think it was last week, and said, quote, thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward. Um, I mean, he's got at least 1,200 yards and 101 receptions in six straight seasons. Can the Steelers really survive without him, Dave? Like, I mean, or is this, are, they, are they just going to fall off, fall off a cliff, really, without A.B. If, if he is not there? 
Well, I mean, anytime you have, you know, the best he's the best receiver in the league. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but the issue that they have there is that they have a receiver on the other side of him who is putting in the same kind of productivity and not being paid as much quite yet. Uh, Antonio Brown is one of those guys. He's an extremely hard worker. I love him as a football player, but the reality of his situation is there's productivity and then there's headache. And once the headache supersedes productivity, you have the situation. And also, the Steelers didn't do a good job of managing that situation because they always had a hard rule of not renegotiating contracts, and then they threw him a few more bucks, and then other players got upset. So they kind of did themselves a disservice how they ran their locker room, too, as well. Yeah, I feel you. Obed, I mean, what can this, if the Steelers do officially trade AB this offseason, what kind of sort of compensation could they expect from, or should they expect for a player of, a, of AB's caliber? It's so it's, that's the hardest thing. The best thing for this scenario is for it to work out and for him to stay there. Because I just, it, it, it can't be a first round draft pick. Is he deserved of, or has he earned the right to be on a table and say, hey, a first round draft pick is what my value is? Absolutely. But can you really take your first round draft pick and give it to the Steelers for an Antonio Brown, who is 30 years old right now, who needs a lot of production in order to be happy so you don't have the headache? Like uh, uh, DB made a great point about Colin Kaepernick and the headache uh, versus the business side of it. He got phased out just like Des Bryant got phased out. Could Des Bryant have been on a team very early in free agency and you know worked his way up into a nice position maybe on the Browns, maybe something like that? Absolutely. But teams didn't want the headache until the injury started coming and they were like, okay, the Saints will sign him, right? I think the, the time off is what gave him that injury uh, to his heel, I believe, just because he just Please. wasn't out there playing, you know? Um, yeah. Achilles, yeah. Um, and he's also been there for nine years, man. It may be time to move on. Yeah. So with Antonio Brown, I, I do think maybe he had a whole video montage that he uh, sent out with that tweet too. Like he had, he knows that he's leaving and he's prepared himself as such. Um, if they can get a, a second rounder and a third rounder, that's probably more than enough to get it done. But I don't know if somebody's going to move a first round pick. I would rather have the next Antonio Brown potentially than the Antonio Brown right now that I'm going to have to pay 20 million a year, like a quarterback. And for the next X number of years, you can still perform at this level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think the Steelers need to learn their lesson, though. Uh, you can't keep on, you know, uh, letting good players go. You know, yeah. you only get a handful of them. And you can see this year that, you know, having Bell, that, that would have changed the team. He deserved to be paid. Oh, my goodness. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree with you, D.B. 100% agree. I mean, from a from a standpoint, from a statistical standpoint, I mean, like I said, he's one of the best receivers. Like you said, he's DB. No, he's the best he's receiver one. In I think he's. I mean, he's one too. I mean, compared with Julio Jones, I mean, I feel, I can go back and forth with them productivity wise. And he's putting up probably better numbers. He's the best receiver in the in the game. Yeah, and I mean, like, I have no problem you saying that. Don't get me wrong. I know, but like his numbers speak for themselves, dude. I mean, his production. I mean, granted, the Steelers obviously throw the ball more. They're moving on from that just run heavy offense that they used to have. But I mean, I I say you pay the man. You you mean you just make up to him, make up for him, whatever you can do. Try to settle settle things. And but you know, it it is what it is. We are we are we're here now. So I guess we'll see what happens in the next coming weeks. Well, mother- he's under contract. They can't do anything about it. He's under contract. What can he do? They're still playing petty, though. The rumblings in the bushes, are they about to transition tag Le'Veon Bell? Just making that water as dirty as possible between the two. I think, like, they have this rule, whether it's the Steeler, it's almost like the Patriots, like the Patriot way or that's it. There's, like, the Steeler way or that's it. There's no, like, 
around it. They don't just let you go. They don't even care who you really are. But somebody who's dynamic as AB, dude, I mean, you don't, I feel like it's almost like when T.O. was in the league. T.O. was a headache and everything like that. But you know what, though? He showed up on Sundays. That's right. He, He played his butt off. Antonio Brown also got them to bend, though, and pay him an additional, I think, one or two million dollars one year. And that's not what they do at all. So they realize what he what he brings to the organization. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You guys feel that there's any truth to this uh, Big Ben's ability to call players out when Big Ben himself is not actually one of the top tier guys getting things done there? Big Ben's always leveraged great receiver help, right? Whether it be Plaxico Burris, Antonio Holmes, Heinz Ward, you know, these guys, role players around him who helped him look good. Heath Miller uh, in his heyday that, you know, maybe maybe uh, somebody like A.B., who, yes, is a headache, does have some some truth or some fact to Big Ben doesn't need to be pointing fingers and calling people out. We are, some of us are working the hardest that we can. Uh, uh, ben is a certified, bona fide, qualified first ballot Hall of Famer. If anybody can talk, it's him. You know, he's a guy I disagree. I disagree. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I disagree. I don't think he's actually shown his ability. He's a Hall of Famer, but first ballot, I, I disagree. I disagree. For the contemporaries he's played with, he I could not put him in the top five until he got two Super Bowl rings, comparative to like the the stats around him. I think uh, uh, Phil Rivers is a better quarterback than Ben has two. Ben has two. Ben has two. But yeah. he couldn't put him in the conversation of top five until he got there. But his ability as a quarterback, I think Phil Rivers is a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, uh. Uh, I, I'm a Philip Rivers guy. You can't yeah. knock Big Ben, brother. You, you're going to get yourself booed off this, this platform right ben now. Ben Roethlisberger has had way too much talent around him for me he's to play. Right. He's, he's been injured right. a lot. That's not his fault. No, I know. I'm just saying, but that's why, like, you know what I mean? So if you if you want to look at productivity, I think Ben would have, as be, if not better numbers than Philip Rivers if he doesn't already, because if he wasn't injured as much. Philip Rivers has, been, has been, hardly missed any games in his career. I mean, Look, look at all the games. I mean, Rivers, he had – I mean, Ben had a – he had appendix issue. He's had yeah. ankle issues, uh, back issues. You know what I mean? So, I think Ben would have – Ben every year is going to get you into the playoffs or at least in in contention for it. He's a Hall of Famer, man. We're going to we're gonna wait and see what it looks like when he does not have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant. When he doesn't have those guys and Ryan Shazier isn't there, we're going to see how good Big Ben is. If Big Ben well, is, is this decision. Well, Big Ben, you're, you're naming a lot of guys who he made better players. And we're not even talking I, about San Antonio. I don't – you already said about, we've seen the work ethic. You already said we've seen the work ethic of Antonio Brown. I don't know if it's Big Ben's – Big Ben finally came to camp in shape. That fat rotund showed up every week. You can't have that many product, productive receivers and running backs with having an average quarterback. Big Ben is an elite quarterback. Talk to the Rams. No, no. Out of those three quarterbacks that came out of that class, he is going to be the first quarterback to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. That's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, but that, but now you're saying that it's going to be first ballot. These guys played at the same time as Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. There's no way those guys can be allowed to be first ballot Hall of Famers if you consider Tom. Well, depends on when they retire after their five years. Yeah, remember they got to wait till after retire. Right. If if Eli retires before Ben, you know, Eli might get in before he does. Before he does. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I would, <laughs> I would definitely agree. That 2004 class of those guys, it'll probably be Big, Big Ben Big first. Ben they, Eli, ben as a first ballot, on name alone. On name alone. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Let's move on to the next topic. I want to talk about the Ravens and Joe Flacco. 
The Ravens have agreed in principle to trade him to the Broncos. Obviously, this means the Broncos are in win-now mode, and the Ravens are, are committing to, uh, what's it, your boy Action Jackson over here? Um, Action Jackson! <laughs> I mean, uh, now the deal can't be done until at least March 13th when the new league year begins. Um, we can't even discuss compensation. This is definitely, um, I think, I don't think it's just a move that they saying that they believe in Lamar. I think it's also um, uh, a salary cap move, you know, because they're clearing about $10.5 million in, in cap space because of this. Um, and Flacco has no guaranteed money left on the deal. I mean, so do you think the Broncos will be a better off team, Dave, with adding Joe Flacco? And obviously they're moving on from Case Keenum. No. Yeah. And I, I'm actually starting to lose. You know, it's it's easy to, you know, pick up a Peyton Manning, you know, uh, at the, you know, while he's still a very good player. I'm starting to question John Elway's ability to run a team. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's had, you know, a number of different chances at quarterbacks. He seems like kind of like a hard line guy. He's very rigid in his ways. I mean, if you're a win now team, I'm not going to go to Flacco. I'm probably going to go to a guy like a uh, Nick Foles or mm-hmm. you know somebody who can literally come in there and contribute right away. I don't necessarily so much think. I mean, look, listen, you got to put it to you like this: if Flacco was that good, they wouldn't have drafted a quarterback who a lot of people thought would maybe have been a great quarterback at the next level in the first round. Mm-hmm. If Flacco mm-hmm. was that good, they they wouldn't have picked the quarterback that high. Uh, so they know what they're getting. They're going to be an average offense. I think what the model they're going to is they're just trying to, you know, rely on that defense and make sure a quarterback's not going to make any mistakes. So it's not going to win you uh, in this league these days, especially with the Chiefs in that division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Obed, is John Elway slowly, you know, putting his job at risk? Slowly. My goodness. He's, he, he put uh, a brick on the accelerator with this move. If there's anyone who needs to not be in charge of a team right now, it's probably John Elway. Um, I, I get it. You, he just, he just bailed out the the Baltimore Ravens. He pulled an Obama and he bailed, he bailed out the Baltimore Ravens uh, because that was just a one, one of those bad quarterback contracts that got signed because he did one thing in his career, um, and and now you're seeing him going to be propped up out here. His his best receiver when he was in Baltimore was Dennis Pitta. His his uh. uh Pass pro, excuse me, his pass ratio to run. The best thing he ever did was hand the ball off to whether it be Ray Rice or somebody else. Um, it, it's going to be the Philip Lindsay show. If Royce Freeman comes around, it'll be the Royce Freeman show. Um, no, he had, Steve, he had Steve Smith for 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 a year or two. Nah, he had, and, and but hey, that's because Steve Smith is a beast. That has nothing but to do. But also with realize this: with Joe Flacco, and, and, and it's like anything else in life, it's all about timing. Joe Flacco. Yeah balled out in the playoffs yep. and you know cashed out so he, yeah he got right he got, hot, out. he got hot right when he needed to he won that Super Bowl in his contract year and he got paid yeah. he got paid like an elite quarterback but he's not an elite quarterback let's be honest here yeah absolutely not so, yeah he, I mean I don't think he honestly I don't think he ever was like his one of his best plays is fishing the refs for pass interference by just chucking it down the field to Torrey Smith Right, like that, and that could probably come back. And I, wait till they start seeing that play with Cortland Sutton this year. But I just, I don't. He's not the answer for now. Yes, there's a weak quarterback class. It's more of a defensive draft coming up this week, this year. Um, so maybe they're just like, we need a bridge to get to get to that next season. We um, don't know yet. I, 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 I listen. I played college football, and if you look at some of these draft picks, you never know what's going to be a strength of a draft until 
You know, nobody wins the Super Bowl the day after the draft. You sure. have to let these guys develop where they're going to go. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I knew he was a great quarterback in college, but I didn't think he would ball out like this. Yeah. So I was wrong. You, you never know what situation. And not only that, he was going to the Browns. So you always thought, like, oh, there goes his career. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I looked at the at the Jaguars. I'll cut you off. I looked at the Jaguars and and the Rams, right? The Rams with Jeff Fisher, 8-8. Eight and eight. The Rams the next year with Sean McVay, 12-1. The, the, you you cannot amass that four. many first four. twelve and four uh, uh yeah twelve and four sorry uh, you can't amass that many first and second round draft picks on a roster and just be like yo we're trash no like get some coaching in here to take advantage of the fact that you've had some of the best studs young studs coming out of the league all over all over your roster you know I mean I that roster has enough names that you get, you're thinking about Jabil Peppers uh these guys have had um, Chubb you know all these guys coming through uh, that. You can't pull it together? It took Freddy Kitchens? Well, no, because you got to understand how it got to that point. The Browns had a GM that was a baseball guy. He was a former GM. Yeah. You can't have, you know, if if I have a back problem, I'm not going to go see a dentist. You know, so it's one of those things. They've never gotten the quarterback position right. And this is a byproduct of it. So, yeah. A lot of this stuff, when it comes down to quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks per se, when we say weak class, like, Nobody ever thought Russell Wilson would have turned into what he did or a Tom Brady. You know, a lot of the times we look back and can tell if a class is going to be good or not, not after they got drafted. Yeah. And, and as, as you guys are trying to talking about the Browns a little bit there, it actually brings us to our next topic. We're going to do a little divisional roundtable featuring the AFC North so we can continue with the Browns. The Browns went seven, eight, and one. And to Dave's point before, Baker Mayfield, yeah, I was a little surprised too. He really did ball out. And it's funny because I didn't really think he was going to get much playing time because they brought in the uh, former Bills quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, to really be the starter. And after that week one crapshoot of a performance, using my language, but I mean, it, it was over for Tyrod. So I don't even expect him to be back with the team next year. Baker, you know, he was a, he was rookie of the year runner up to my boy Saquon Barkley. Told you, Dave, Saquon would win that. <laughs> um, but, the Browns, <laughs> but the Browns, the biggest news this past week was them signing former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. I, 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 first off, let me let's just let's just look at it from a political sort of social standpoint. Just very, very, very briefly. <laughs> that's briefly. the problem, though, Sherman, right there. I'm going to let you go. This is your show. But that's the problem. That's yeah. the exact problem with the NFL. The NFL should stick with what they do is play football. Let the legal stuff handle itself out in the legal process. And then if you want to suspend the guy or whatever, that's fine. But the NFL is, is not, should not be in the business of being a moral high ground. It, looks, it makes them look bad from a PR standpoint. I wouldn't want any part of getting involved in somebody's domestic violence issue. That's their personal issue. I understand we're paying these guys a ton of money. But that's their private issue, and it doesn't need to be played out in some NFL GM's room about what suspension they should get. I mean, they should stay away from that because to what end? Then it, it could start with domestic violence. Then it can get to DWIs. Then it could get to a whole bunch of different issues that they shouldn't be stepping into. So just, just keep it the football, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you, but Obed is I, – I, I can't really see this being a good look from a PR standpoint from the organization. And, in, and you know, to Dave's point, yeah, I get it. But they're going to get so much flack throughout the season if he's still there, if he even comes back. But I fully expect him to be suspended for at least half of the year. 
But, I mean, can the Browns as an organization really get beyond the whole controversy of, of signing Kareem Hunt and have fans really backing their team? Yes. I've seen, I've, seen so many, I've seen so many things happen in the NFL recently that just always make me pique my interest. The, after the NFL got knocked for not having enough minority uh, individuals in the pipeline for getting to become a head coach, getting to become – because you become – if you're a quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, then you end up becoming a head coach. Uh, all of a sudden, we hear about the Miami Dolphins basically having this, uh, you know, revival of a full minority staff, bringing in Jim Codwell, Brian Flores, Patrick Pass – all of these guys, I had no idea they were trying to make the South Beach Patriots. All right, great. <laughs> the, the, the NFL sees these trade moves come across their desk before anything gets reported, right? That's how leaks happen. So somebody saw that these guys put in a claim to get Kareem Hunt, and they were okay with it. There might have, maybe there was a phone call behind the scenes. We don't know. Um, the NFL allows things to happen that they're okay with happening. Nobody, I'm sure somebody tried to sign Ray Rice when all that stuff started to clear. He didn't get uh, uh, in trouble with his wife. She got married, didn't didn't testify against him. So I'm sure somebody wanted to, and we were given the no. Productivity the, headache. He productivity was a headache. year old back. He, he was declining. He, nobody wanted that headache. And then you also have to look at it like this. I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I wanted to make this point. Mm-hmm. At, the end of, at the end of the day, and this is why the NFL looks disingenuous. It's a bottom line business. People get cut. People, I'll tell you right now, Tyreek Hill did some pretty disgusting things before he got into the NFL. Whatever. And nobody's talking about it now because they're winning and he's boring. You know? So even when Greg Hardy got caught up with his stuff, you know, a team jumped on him because he was productive. And then even when the first few games he came back, he had like six sacks in two games. People will turn their eye when you have productivity. So the NFL doesn't care about this crap. So that's even more of a reason why they should stay out of their business acting as if they do. Right. And yeah, if he was, you know, a third string running back or a fourth string receiver or, mm-hmm. you know, it would be a different story. Right. Yeah, you know what? It's not about where you get picked because you no. can still ball out where, no matter where you get picked. But if you're not bowling at that position, I'm saying if you're a no-name guy and you're not bowling out, then, yeah, they're not going to give you, you know what I mean? So it's different. If he wasn't the rushing champion, if he wasn't the, the previous year's running sh- rushing champion, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Can, can they weather? I, I don't understand why he took this deal I, I can't imagine it's the only deal on the table for him we don't even know if he's going to play he's a restricted free agent after this so then the team that you sign with then has the right over your privileges to finding a new team or not finding a new team at least they'll have a say in being the first one to offer you a contract so i don't it's know a low financial risk for the browns it's a low financial risk but then what about nick chubb are they just going to say all right you're done with nick chubb i mean they no. just two-headed monster man they, they feel like they're too close, similar of a, of a of a back, too similar in their skill set of what they do. That what whatever you're having Nick Chubb do, you can get Kareem Hunt to do, and then supplement that little bit of work and that breather space with Duke Johnson, who has just gotten paid. Yeah, but you also got to understand if you look at the other side of the river, where Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Bell and Connor play very similarly, and it worked for them when they were together. Man, I you know what? I need to watch more Connor tape because I just don't see it. I see manufactured work because his he, he should not be seeing stack boxes. He's got one wide receiver that's going to get double teamed and another one, Juju, who's cooking anybody they put in front of him. If the if they need somebody to eke out, they've got Vance McDonald's, they got Jesse James. Uh, I just I don't feel like James Conner was doing Le'Veon Bell things or can do Le'Veon Bell things when they're stacking. There was a point in the league. There was a point where there wasn't a drop off in productivity in terms of their offensive output. 
I that's why I a lot of people in their locker room are like, maybe we don't need this dude around like that. Because at the beginning of the season, you could have closed your eyes and you would have known if it was Bell or Connor. He was really? calling, man. Yeah, you know, he was. I'll, I'll he made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I'll not I, act like he's, you know, just a. He doesn't have to be Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell, you know. Right, and I mean, I mean, I mean, he was bald. The James Conner did have a very good year, Obed. And actually, I wanted to talk about the Steelers next. I mean, the Steelers went nine, six, and one. Conner had almost a thousand yards rushing on twelve TDs. Bell didn't. We all know Bell didn't play the entire year because he didn't want to sign that, that stupid franchise tag. They should have paid him. Bell was the most dynamic running back in the NFL. He's gonna get paid by somebody. I just don't know who it is. Will it be the Jets? I mean, will I mean I I mean I don't I don't know. The Colts said they're out. Colts said they're out. Yeah, they're not they're not going for either of those two guys. Okay, what team can we really say is going to one really want to put up with you know as because I mean I think Bell wants to go to a team that could win now. That's why I was hesitant to even say the Jets. But do you think all right, Dave? You're shaking your head, so I'll start with you. Do you think he wants to go to a win now team or just get the money? He wants to get paid. That's why he sat out this year. If he wanted to go on a win-now team, he would have showed up to Pittsburgh this year. Yeah. But I he was a long deal. He didn't want to sign up. Just another one-year franchise tag. That's what it is. But signing a franchise tag puts you in the top five of being paid in your position. So, I mean, okay, he's he, he wanted to get a commitment from them for longer for, for a longer-term contract, which I right. get. He's deserving of his money. Uh, but when he put his you know foot in the sand, he said, this is about money. So... He didn't sit out this whole year to get paid an equivalent salary, which he would have gotten in Pittsburgh. He made a money decision. So at this point, he can go wherever he wants as long as he's getting paid because now he has to make up the year that he missed this year. Right. I mean, I, I, don't, I just don't – I'm not sure who's going to really give him this kind of money. What team really has – I don't know if they can think of any Obed that has the cap space and, the, and, the, and really wants to put a, get this guy on their team like this. I mean, like I said – I know the Jets may be in the market for it. I mean, obviously the Giants are not. They got Saquon there. I mean, uh, Jacksonville, they have, um, what's his name, Fournette there. So I don't see them getting it. A perfect fit for him would be uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, they did do need a running back. I think they're going to move on from J.E. Ajayi. I was going to say San Francisco, really. Um, I know they, they got Jim and but he was. I don't. He's not. A, he's not dynamic as Le'Veon Bell. And, and Le'Veon, Le'Veon can be in California playing with a young good a young quarterback in, in Garoppolo. Um, I think San Francisco might be a potential spot for him. We um, don't know Garoppolo is quite yet either. Let's pump the brakes on him too. No, I didn't say he's great. I just said he's a good. He's a good solid young quarterback. You know, yeah, the offense can deliver the ball. He, he does what you need. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not really sure who is going to be able to pay him this kind of money that he wants. Now, the other side, of course, we mentioned about AB. Also, I was going to say before that the pre- um, Steelers president, Art Rooney II, is going to be meeting with Antonio Brown sometime this week, I think, to possibly iron things out. But I think the you were trying to, you were mentioning before how they have a dynamic receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. Can he be that number one guy for the Steelers, do you think, and really propel them and be that leader on their receiving side for the Steelers for years to come? Absolutely. I mean, he's 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 younger, um, and he's playing with an exceptional quarterback. I mean, that you know we just talked about. And I know if Obed doesn't agree, which you know you may have to find a new co-host because that is just blasphemy. <laughs> I think Big Ben is a elite quarterback and a call quarterback. me a heretic all you want, sir. But you know what? I'm going to see your I'm going to see your resume on Indeed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's in a he's in a good situation. A lot of the times, be when you're a receiver, there are receivers who can ball in any 
uh, system and Juju Smith comes to me as, of course, as one of those guys. But then you enhance it with a, a guy like ben, ben throwing on the ball. Yeah, he'll be fine. They'll be fine with that Antonio Brown. Will they take a hit off productivity? Absolutely. But they draft well and they know what they're doing in Pittsburgh. So Yeah. They do have James Washington uh, over there as well. That The reclamation, not a reclamation project, it's a project, a, a rookie that they're working on right now. He's a big body guy, which I think he could, he could bring something to the table. But he seems like maybe he fit that Martavis Bryant role more than Pittsburgh most. always has receivers, man. It seems every year they'll, they'll roll out dudes. Even back in the day, Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall, yeah, Antonio Holmes, yeah, yeah, they've always got some good receivers there. And who um, threw the ball? What's that? And who threw them all the ball? Big Ben. Oh, hold on, hold on. You are forgetting that Antonio Brown is taking double coverage every time this man Juju lines up. I have not seen Juju on a one yet. I've not seen Juju have to break out of double coverage. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it a step back further. Antonio Brown, when he came into the league, was it Antonio Brown? Did we know? Do we know when he really was Antonio Brown? Because I'm sure it was cooking before he got attention. He's gotten a lot of guys paid. Ask Emmanuel Sanders. Ask. Uh, whoa, whoa! Emmanuel Sanders has shown himself to be a beast since he left the Steelers. Yeah, Emmanuel but the point Sanders I'm trying to make is you own. have to ball out to get paid, and Big Ben helped him get paid. Big Ben helped Antonio Brown get paid. Big the Steelers didn't want to pay Emmanuel, so Emmanuel left. Yes, but with the point, the point I'm making is that he made them more money. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see when those guys aren't there and Big Ben has to do it on his own. I'm not talking about their productivity whether he's there or not. I'm talking about while Big Ben is throwing them the ball, and they keep on balling, they're going to get paid. Yeah, Pittsburgh is always in a quagmire when it comes down to having to pay their receivers because typically have two or three that are really good that can get paid somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, I want to quickly on the Ravens. We kind of started talking about. That, about them before when we talk about the Flacco trade. They got a new GM there you know, with the division champs. But, Obed, do you see Lamar Jackson as being a franchise QB? There's no reason that they should have lost to the Chargers in the playoffs. Um, they were still within a, a touchdown of tying up that game or winning that game. He just could not make the throw. Flacco should have, been, should have came in that game. I'm sorry. The student didn't have 40 yards in the first half passing. And that's and that's my thing. And this is for me. This is a question of how uh, the products from the lower tiers and working their way up into the college system are treated. Right. I don't understand why African-American quarterbacks are not grilled in their ability to deliver the ball. They have to go to a baseball camp if they need a baseball pitcher, a mechanic coach. They they need to be focusing on getting they need to be uh, uh, what's it called? Warren Moon out here. They need to be down to McNabb out here. They need to be able to deliver the ball, okay? Like, that's why I like Jameis Winston, because his he is a quarterback. He's down to get five steps, seven steps. He's about to be out of the league. He about, but, that's, but that's headaches versus productivity. No, those are deceptions. Keep yeah. those interceptions. Well, he's got Bruce Arians now. Bruce Arians works that stuff out, and he's on a bad team. Bad teams always do bad things like that, right? Like, he... Now, I, I just think that Lamar Jackson could be, if people are willing to work with him, he's got that got look at his face like, what are you cooking? I don't, I don't like to smell that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to understand, the reality of the situation is you got to understand what, and this is a very hard thing for a lot of people who, I don't like to say who didn't play, because you can still be an analyst and not play and have good perspective. But a lot of it comes down to what system you're in yes. and also what you're drafting. Case in point, Cam Newton. When you draft a guy like Cam Newton, you, ha you have to go all in on his skill set. You have to go all in. You, 
You can't ask. It's not to. And, and we watched him at Auburn, and people thought he couldn't throw the ball. They didn't ask him to throw the ball. They said, do this run pass option stuff, and mm-hmm. it worked. So it wasn't that he couldn't do it. He wasn't asked to do it. But if you're going to draft a guy like Lamar Jackson, you got to bring in the offense that he's comfortable with. It makes yeah. no sense for you because obviously you sucked. You, you stunk to start with, so you drafted him for a reason. But you have to go all in on what makes him good. You can't use the Joe Flacco system for him because that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, I would agree. I think it did. It, and that was one thing that I think they recognized. We need to have running backs in here. We need to have a stout defense and we can play possession uh, as while we work on bringing up his skills. Could he be a, a elite player in this? I think he can if you if you groom him properly. But at the same time, you, as an organization, you're going to have yeah. to understand you're going to have to draft a quarterback. That, that has a similar skit as his backup. I think they need more weapons for Lamar, though. I think they need another another dynamic receiver in there. I mean, Michael Crabtree is, is great. I like I like Crabtree, but I mean, he's not going to put up A B numbers, getting fourteen hundred yards a season and fifteen touchdowns. You know, um, I think they need more weapons from Lamar. I think some of the Ravens' needs are not only receiver, the offensive in line, and maybe an, even another running back, but. I think Lamar to really succeed with that squad, you like you said, D, they may have to change up that offense to really suit his capabilities, but I think they need some more weapons for him. And then if that happens, I think then he can have long term um success in the NFL. Well, a lot of the big problem with the NFL is a lot of these coaches have egos and they feel that their system and if it doesn't work through their system, you're wrong and this yeah. it's not yeah. the case. He has to be put in the system to where he's dynamic running the ball. He can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. It's just put, why not put him in a situation where he's comfortable? Yeah. yeah. No, you know, put him in a position to win. Put him in a position to win. It makes sense. And quickly, just the last team in the AFC North, the Bengals, they finished 6-10. and 10. They finally got rid of Marvin Lewis. It's about damn time. They've got the quarterback's former Rams quarterback coach and Zach Taylor. He's the 10th head coach in Bengals history. Do you now? It's just really quick, Dave or, or Obed. I mean, Andy Dalton was out for the year. AJ Green got hurt. Was out for the year. Vontez Burfick had several concussions. His playing career is in jeopardy. Can the Bengals be relevant once again? You know, or do they do they need to move on? Let's say maybe they need to move on from Andy Dalton. Do they need to move on from you know uh, getting some more guys on the defensive side, maybe some different linebackers and such from there? Any any of you guys can just jump in here. Um, but I think something needs to be changed. I you know move on to get what. You know, ask ask the Cleveland Browns about moving on from quarterbacks. You know, not everybody's going to have an elite, elite, elite quarterback. But, you know, Andy Dalton's more than a serviceable quarterback. He's been there for some time. I think Andy Dalton um, was a byproduct of Cleveland. Uh, that that organization is very cheap. They wanted to get rid of Marvin Lewis a long time before that, but they don't believe in uh, paying guys while they have years left on their contract. So the, the they know what you're getting in with Cincinnati of cheap owners. But, you know, I mean – who are you going to draft in this class that potentially right away could be better than him or a free agent that's out there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, very true. Obed, anything on the Bengals, what their their next move should be? I mean, I honestly just blow it all up. I, I don't. The Bengals aren't. They're, they're not putting a product on the field. The, the nights that they play the Browns and it's a 6-3 game at halftime, you know, it's, yeah, I get it's a division rival, but you, you should be able to come out here and make plays. And just Cincinnati Bengals have been known for just not making plays when it counted and not being, uh, you know, I couldn't even call them middle tier some weeks uh, the way they play in the NFL. Yeah. Um, it's it's on my understanding is that they are a lot better than what the the uh, the same the Bengals were over the last like 20 30 years or something like that. But it's just it's pretty. It's been a mediocre team for quite a while. 
Yeah, so I just I, I just don't see it's it's tough. They would have to get rid of some of these contracts. Start re, start with the defense, build that up because you're not going to be able to compete in the AFC North without a defense, uh, and then try to bring an offense along. I think AJ Green, I, I, God bless his soul for re-signing contracts out in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He should have gone somewhere else. Yeah, uh, he's he's a top five receiver in the NFL. I and agree. I feel bad for him. Just not I only. Feel, I don't feel bad for any millionaire. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Thanks. True, true. All right. Moving, guys. Let's move on to our last topic. We want to go into the NBA because I want to be cautious of our time here. Um, I know I want to talk about your boy, Dave, your boy, LeBron, Teflon LeBron. He made a comment this week. Yeah. One day he wants to own an NBA team. Can you see that really happening, him owning a team? Obviously, you know, Jordan owns the Hornets. The only, you know, Magic is involved with the Lakers. Can you see LeBron owning a team one day? Absolutely. I mean, just just. Um, you know, I, absolutely. I mean, he has the financial wherewithal to do so. And mm-hmm. not only that, whether it be on his own or whether it be with a group of people, I mean, he knows a whole bunch of other millionaires and billionaires. So it just, it's, 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 that's if he wants to do that, you know. Not everybody wants to be an NBA owner, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, from a financial and business standpoint, I think LeBron is ahead of his class. You know, he's he's extremely smart. He's he's put good guys around him as far as Rich Paul and Maverick. Maverick Carter is really the one guy really doing it for him. I mean, he's got different, so many different business adventures. So he's really propelling himself for this, for that kind of role. You know, um, I think he's done a great job off the court and things like that. You know, and, and all his um, business dealings he's done. So I can definitely see LeBron being a really good owner one day, whether whether even if it's a minority owner or a full or a full full ownership, you know, role, whatever the case may be. But um, speaking also speaking of your boy LeBron, Scottie Pippen was on ESPN the other day Uh-oh. talking about, and, I, and I'm sure you saw this, Dave. They yes. started talking about MJ and LeBron. God. Pippen Pippen said, and I quote. He's not what Michael was as a player. He's not even what Kobe Bryant was as a player, end quote, saying that he doesn't have that, quote, unquote, clutch gene. Now, mm-hmm. this is one of the things I know. I don't know. Obviously, you guys know I'm a big MJ fan. This is one as of the, am I. And, uh, and, and, no, I never say you didn't. But and now here's the thing. I get it. Now, you want to say LeBron is a better, you know, he's, he's faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's a better. I get that. But as far, one, of the, the, one of my biggest arguments is that when the game is on the line, 30 seconds left in the game, who do you want with the ball? It's going to be MJ. Even if you're down by 15 points in the end of the middle of the third quarter, it's really take over a game to really punish you and annihilate you. MJ had that mode. Kobe well, had that mode. I have to shut your mic off on that one. Statistically speaking, LeBron James has more game-winning shots than Michael Jordan. In the regular season? I don't believe Statistically, so. science doesn't lie, Sherman. I, I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll have my uh, orders like, look, look that up for me. Didn't I say don't, that. Don't <laughs> He's hit more game-winning shots than Michael Jordan. See, the problem, what, what people argue about that thing, first of all, there are two different styles of players. What yeah, yeah. All three different styles of players. Kobe was exactly similar in terms of their jump shot, the way they even carried themselves well on the court and stuff like that. The, the big difference between... I, I, the big difference between LeBron is just that he, he just his overall skill set I think is far superior, and yes. I think what people I think what people measure with those two is not something that's tangible. Like I hate when people say, "Oh well, he has more will." Like how do how the hell do you measure that? 
No, I, I, okay. Let me let me let me give you let me give you an example. A couple. No, I want to answer. I want to answer to that. How no. do you? Because that's a big consistent argument about the whole LeBron Jordan thing. Like, oh, the will and the, and the, and and he didn't have to cut through. Like, how was that measurable? No, because, listen, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a couple examples where I, where I've seen LeBron just be filthy and nasty and take over a game. Mm-hmm. It was, I believe, game five or game six in the playoffs when he was in the first stint with Cleveland against the Pistons, where he scored 25 straight points, 29 out of the last 31 games in that playoff game. Just took over the game. He said, you know what? Give At me 22. Yes. Yes. Okay. And another example was when I think it was game six in Boston. Same thing. He went off like a triple-double, went off like 42 points, something like that. He didn't smile the entire game. He was dead serious. He said, no, I'm taking over. And that's the thing. LeBron, Jordan, I feel, did that on a more consistent basis. All right, so, I mean, he looked better. He lo- he had an ice girl as he was doing it. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying he, he really said, no, give me the ball. I'm going to take this over. Kobe Bryant willed his team no matter what. He didn't give a crap. He wasn't. No, 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 no. You're wrong about Kobe. I've seen Kobe against the Phoenix Suns pass the ball away to prove a point that they needed him to take all the shots. Well, I, are you talking about that playoff game in, in L.A. when Kobe scored? For me, the, the LeBron argument for me, I, I rest in peace it after what I saw him, what he did to the Golden State Warriors, who had a better record than the Bulls, right? He had a better record. They were down three what? Three one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Two forty point games. The the, the block to the block that blocked all blocks. Yeah. Like after a while. And then who, man, who took the game winning shot? Kyrie. Hey, you know what? That's <laughs> hey, you know what? Kyrie. Michael Jordan, I, I've seen Michael, I've seen Steve Kerr hit game winning shots. Yeah. Well, see that? See that's your, that's the. I've seen Robert Ory game winning shots too. Exactly, man. It's such a flawed argument. Listen, he's a better basketball player. Jordan grew up in a better system. There weren't as many athletes. He was one of the rare, steady knockdown jump shot guys. Back when he was playing, yeah. it was a center dominated league. His, ju- so his jump shot true. will never. His, LeBron's jump shot will never be what MJ's jump and shot. And it doesn't have to be, but he'll still have more points than him by the time he's done playing. Oh, of course, he's gonna have more points. He's gonna play longer. MJ went to three years of college and retired twice. LeBron, yeah, but, but that's also a big point years. in his development too, as well. Sherman is that he went to college, played with one of the best coaches of all time. He had that three-year growth period where LeBron was smacked in face of the franchise at age 18. I mean, his first game against the Sacramento Kings, he dropped. They were the Western Conference defending champions, and he dropped 25 on them. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. LeBron down history is one of the greatest players of all time. Absolutely. We're just, we're, like I said, I'm just focusing on, on Pip, what Pippen was saying is that you know, just that demeaning mentality to just demoralize an opponent and take over the game. LeBron doesn't always put that on. That's all I was well, saying. Well, obviously he has. He's been to eight straight finals. He's had to put something on. I didn't and, say who else is stopping him though. You're talking about LeBron James. What I, I just feel like the amount of talent that Jordan played around and the the where the talent was spread around the entire league. Yes, there were some bottom feeder teams that just were never going to be a, a, a factor. But I feel like LeBron has not had those other individuals in conferences he's played in, in divisions he's played in, that would make it hard for him to go to the finals, right? Like, what? it's almost a lock for him to get up there. What? I, I agree, I agree with what Pistons, Pistons said about James Harden. James Harden. Well, okay. What are you I feel like the Celtics, about? Celtics were on the back end. I mean, they got their championships. I feel they're on the back end. They were, they were not. When LeBron finally came into his own as the kind of player he was going to be, I look at the field and he had very little to compete with. Everybody knew if you wanted to get the finals, you had to go through LeBron. Well, uh, don't forget that, about Jordan's first six years in the league, too, when he was getting Chris Brown and getting Tyson blows 
by the Celtics, and he was also getting worked <laughs> by uh, the Pistons. Annually. Yeah, yeah, the bad boy Pistons. They were just beating people up. They, like, yeah. Hey, you know what? Whatever it was, people just tend to forget about his first six years. He didn't do anything. Uh-huh. I mean, he was scoring. He was scoring. He was. It's very. I'm pretty, sure won, I'm pretty sure he won MVP, won Rookie of the Year. He did all those things, but he never won a championship until he got Phil Jackson, he got Scottie Pippen, he got pieces around him. Nobody in the NBA does this stuff by themselves. And so same, we can say the same thing about LeBron, right? Like, how long does it take LeBron to get like LeBron didn't win by himself. Look, he has- no, but you know what? This, this is the stat that, Obed, get ready for this. Write this down. How come when Jordan retired, they only won two less games? Then when LeBron leaves Cleveland... They are the worst team, and they won 19 games. LeBron leaves Miami. They don't even make the playoffs. If you're that great of a player, right, there should be a significant drop-off. Case in point, Indianapolis Colts. They lose Peyton Manning. They get Andrew Luck. When you're the best at the best in which most people consider him to be, why wasn't there a significant drop-off when he left? For as far as the Colts, they did a suck for luck. They were not as bad. That, as, that, that's neither here nor They, they did a suck, suck for luck so that they could get the first round team. pick to get him. As far as as far as the other teams, so the difference between the uh, the Chicago Bulls with Jordan and without playoff team, championship team. That's the difference. That's the, that's the the Jordan factor there. Well, and then look at LeBron's teams. <laughs> but LeBron's team in this era, still LeBron's team. Those teams are not built to do anything except support LeBron. Those teams are not built to be competitive on their own. They're built to support whatever LeBron needs. That's why when you bring him in, you that's start bringing in more of a reason why. That's e- that you, you just helped me. Thank you. Could you repeat what you just said? No, they, but but that's on the ownership, and that's on ownership. Ownership's not trying to build a winner. They're trying to build whatever LeBron needs because you trust in faith. Because you get there eight straight years to the finals, the formula works. Only one Yeah, but he had help, though. He didn't do it by himself. I was about to say, I was like, yeah, the greatest shooter ever in in, uh, Ray Allen. He had Dwayne Wade around him. Chris Come Bob. on, man. Stop it. Kevin Love and Kyrie. Nobody, Kyrie, nobody, I never said he didn't have anybody. Oh, okay. okay. Jordan didn't have anybody. Jordan had three Hall of Famers next to him. Oh, oh, yeah. Jordan had a stacked roster. Jordan had a stacked roster. Yeah, we didn't know and, the league, and, the league we didn't was, know. and the league was not as good. The league was not as good. I think the league talent. was far, far better than. And you Fundamentally could awesome sound, yes. But in terms men. of the athletes, they get away the athletes today are so much better than the athletes back in the day. They are a handful of athletes that could you're not even allowed to touch anybody in the league. This, 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 no, oh my God, they're, they're soft. The end, no. all the all the leagues are soft now. All it's the leagues are soft because now. it has to. You have to have it that way because these guys are bigger, faster, and stronger, man. You but have to police. You can't even hand check. You can't even hand. You can't even put your hand on. No, somebody. they get physical in the NBA. It's not what it. Not like not like it was. The NBA is falling off. I'm watching James Harden do the shuffle, the cha-cha slide every time he does a step well, that's back three. Okay. But it's still, still <laughs> that joint. And then they want to talk about him being an MVP. I'm like, send him to the D League to learn how to do a step back. The kid, the young kid from Dallas. He get he put on a clinic for what nah, a step James back. Harden's, looks like. James Harden's the MVP of the league right now. You can't you can't oh, hate him. They're of course gonna give it to him because he's scoring all over the place. Anyway, move on. Um, all star it's All Star Weekend, of course. I don't know if you guys watched All Star Saturday Night last night. Horrible, dude. I was. I'm, I'm, done. I'm done watching that stuff. Yeah, okay. dude. I was. Dis- I'd rather watch Arena League. I'd rather watch uh, Lingerie Bowl. <laughs> okay, I'm about to say because they're gonna be no Arena League in my house. We all watching the AAF. We <laughs> watch the NFL. That's it. College, and that's it, <laughs> dude. I mean, the skills challenge, eh, it was okay. Jason Tatum from Boston won that three-point shootout. Uh, Joe Harrison, the Brooklyn Nets, beat out Steph Curry. Curry went off in that final round. He started like nine for nine, then kind of just slipped off. 
But the dunk contest, which used to be the highlight of the night, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Hamadou Diallo won that. But he had Hamadou that- Diallo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, man. When, when, you're, when, you're, when your dunk contest is highlighted by Hamadou Diallo, that means you do. What happened to the stars being the NFL? What happened to the... Nah, because part- the problem is, Sherman, people, when, when people think of Hamadou Diallo, they don't think of a basketball player. They think about that guy who got shot by the cops in New York City. That's the problem. <laughs> Oh my God! It's no shade on him. It'd be like it'd be like somebody else's name being OJ Simpson. Like you don't. Think Yo, of- what? <laughs> like I love Tom McVeigh, but they're they're not comparing him to his cousin Timothy from. from- yeah, 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 that's like- what I mean. <laughs> but dude, what happened to the big name guys in the dunk contest? The Dwight Howards, like I said, the Vince Carter, the Tracy McGrady's. You need to talk to DB. You need to talk to D. It's it's LeBron's fault. LeBron wouldn't go out there and do if Kobe Bryant is good enough to do a dunk contest. If LeBron, if uh, Michael Jordan is good enough to do a dunk contest, LeBron better get his happy ass out there and do the dunk contest. Dude, he should have did it. He should have did it. This yeah. Yeah. And then if LeBron is fit to do it, I want to be like LeBron one day, so I'm yeah. not gonna do it. But but the reality of the situation is is that there's not enough money in it. And <laughs> and and unfortunately, in, in the hater society that we live in right now. If he were to go up there and, and miss one or two dunks, people would be booing him. It's one of those things you can't win it, you the know. If, if and I guarantee you, if you were to put a two million dollar winner of it, I guarantee you see a lot more dudes doing it. But dude, you got to think about it from a business standpoint. You're not doing you're not doing the dunk contest for the money associated with it. You're doing the dunk contest for people to know that you won the dunk contest. LeBron Everybody will always remember Vince Carter doing that. He yeah. validated his career. I, I guarantee you. He didn't, need, he didn't really have a career at the time yet. He was still, what, 19, 20 years old, and you don't want to no, do it? No, but you know what? Carter was at 21, I think, like that when he. Right? Who right are now, you? I guarantee you right now, Vince Carter will trade a championship versus his dunk contest. Nobody cares oh, about that. No, oh, of course. But of what's course. the just for fun? For the fanfare of All Star Weekend, dude? <laughs> you guys want to put on a show. That's what it's all about. That's what the game is about tonight. You 100%. Know? But he's letting these young. I think what, especially now at this point in career, he wasn't even in the house last night. He's letting these young kids get their get their shine on his shine. He he doesn't need any of this crap, man. He's a chosen one, man. He's above reproach. He's a different kind of a cat, man. He didn't need to get involved in that. I, I, I guess so. I guess so. But the game is tonight. I mean, last week Obed and I kind of broke down the teams: Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Team LeBron is just stacked. I'm going with Team LeBron tonight um, for MVP. Uh, I'm, oh man, for MVP, uh, I'm going to say Russell Westbrook because, you know, he likes to show off. So, um, he's won MVP before, I believe. So I'm going to say MVP for the game tonight is, is Westbrook. Obed, who's your winner and who's your MVP? I think Paul George. I think, I think the winner will be team LeBron, but I think we'll see something out of Paul George. Uh, he, George, he, boy, George. Okay. He just like right. He likes to distribute. He likes to. He reminds me of, of, you know, breaking news, basketball breaking right news, now. breaking news. Uh, Antonio Brown says Ben Roethlisberger has a owner mentality. Uh oh. Oh yeah, yeah, that was earlier this week. Yeah, that was earlier this week. But this is the NFL. The quarterbacks get a hot, lot more praise and hype than they deserve. You know, they're only putting in so much work. But whatever, whatever. But uh, all right, so tonight, D, who you got? Team LeBron or Team Giannis? And who's your MVP? (laughs) LeBron James. LeBron, he's your MVP. Actually, LeBron, LeBron James team's gonna win. I, I think he's gonna fall back from getting those little, you know, All Star awards. He's gonna, he, <laughs> he, he, he's a smart man. He's gotta let these other kids shine, man. You know, it's like, he's gonna like, go recruiting at college basketball games and tampering like, a lot of them. Like, 
He's like Ooh. Jay-Z right now, you know? He, he's letting these young dudes, you know, do their thing, come up, get pop their collar. He's already, you know? Yeah. It's the twilight of his career, man. He said, I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30-plus. Yeah. <laughs> no jersey swapping for him. Yeah. And the other highlight of today, as I don't know if you guys are aware, it is Michael Jordan's birthday today. So I'm hoping they put on a show. So mine's going to ask you. Now, we talked about Jordan the whole thing before. I want to ask each of you, what is your favorite moment or favorite play from Jordan's career? For me, my favorite moment was, I don't know, I guess to me, my one that stands out the most to me, and in the hell, I've got, got it tatted on my leg, that his last shot in his last shot for the Bulls against the Jazz in game six, the winner over Brian Russell. To me, that was one of my favorite moments of his career. Um, I mean, as far as maybe favorite, maybe another player or dunk, sensational, like exciting play, uh, probably him dunking in the, in the dunk contest, as we mentioned before, you know, um, D- Dave, do you have a favorite moment or play in that sticks out to you from, about Jordan? Yeah. Two years ago when he played, uh, when LeBron played the, uh, Charlotte Hornets and LeBron had a breakaway dunk and he ice grilled Jordan and Jordan <laughs> pretty much had that look like, yeah, this, this, this mofo was better than me. Uh, no, um, <laughs> yeah, no, he really gave him that look like, you know, no nah, jokes aside, the flu game, man, come on, flu game. How dare you? Flu game, man. I understand that. And that wasn't his last shot. You know, it was, no, it was last a last shot with the Bulls, I said. Last shot with the Bulls, right. No, nah, when, he, when he did that little fadeaway, that wasn't his last shot with the Bulls, right? Yes, it was. The game six over Brian Russell, it was only about... Oh, no, but it was, oh, it was last shot with the Bulls, yeah, but it wasn't. he wasn't done playing. No, right, he played with the Wizards later. Yeah, but, and, and, and started to play against the real deal athletes of our modern era and started getting cracked by guys like AI and everybody else. That's when it started to get real, when athletes started to become better than him. You know? so I love Michael Jordan, but the flu game by far, the dude could be, like was was rolling around in a wheelchair. He had a heart three fever and was thrown, yeah. up, thrown up before the game. That was crazy. Yeah, got to get people that work. Yeah, all right. Obed, for you, what's your favorite moment of playing Jordan's career? I mean, there's so many of them. I think I think playing for me playing as player 99 in like NBA 96 on Super Nintendo is one of them because you all knew it was Jordan. And they always, whatever you did the dunk, whatever you did the dunk for the baseline, he'd like kick his legs out and it would stop and it would go slow motion with the legs out of it. He piped it. That was that was always fun for me. But uh, <laughs> I think on the court, uh, he was playing the Cleveland Cavs, and I think it was just a regular season game. He stole the ball from the the point guard, whoever it was, and he dunked. Elo. Was it was that Craig Elo probably or Mark Price yeah. maybe? Yeah, and so then uh, he was you know coming back down the court. Somebody was like, "Man, dunk on somebody your own size." Some fool from the crowd. So he was like, oh, "Okay." So he goes back down the court, steals the ball from the center, dunks on him, and looks in the crowd like, "What do you want? Is he big enough?" I dunk <laughs> on anybody out here. I was that was one of the greatest moments that I've ever seen. I didn't watch it live, but one of the greatest moments I've ever heard as far as a story about about uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many there's so many stories about Jordan people tell for days, but um, I'm ho- I'm I'm sure that tonight before the All Star game starts, they'll do something honoring him. As you said, of course, it's in Charlotte with the Hornets. He owns his birthday. I'm sure they'll do some whole montage, whatever nonsense they call it, uh, for him. But anyway, guys, that wraps up our time for this week's episode from What's the Winter Entertainment. I want to thank our guest, Dave, for joining us for the first time this week. Um, any parting words, Dave, any wi- words of wisdom you want to leave us with? I'm sure you have many. Well, one, pay the man. What's that? Uh, pay the man. Pay the man. Yeah, pay the man. Okay. Uh, uh, two, LeBron James is the best basketball player ever. Oh, slow your roll. Anyway, okay, you're not, you're not invited back next week. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. 
Anything else from you, my friend? <laughs> uh, I, I might need to get up with DB so I can uh, work on my Indeed uh, uh, profile because uh, if he's going to be out of a job with those comments, I might be out of a job too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. you guys. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for joining me, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.